This is the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So, hope everybody had a great weekend with WrestleMania taking place. Not only that, we had a ton of wrestling that took place with the collective you know, with GCW stuff, we got Pro Re- uh, Black Label Pro, Mission Pro, Unsanctioned Pro. Um, we even got GCW, JCW versus LA Fights. A lot of things took place. However, we got certain topics we really need to talk about that are now becoming more development. Things have been going on. Now, before I proceed with anything, this one has just happened today, which is, um, today is April uh, 6th. Uh, WWE has announced that they are releasing Nash Carter, one half of the MSKs, and NXT Tag Team Champions. Now, some of you probably saying, why would they do that? If you guys have been unaware what took place, let's talk about that a little bit. This past week, this past week after this weekend was over, Nash Carter's wife, Kimberly, has posted out on social media. Her face looks beaten up. She was in a result of a domestic abuse, and this she claimed, she claimed that this took place right after when Nash Carter won the tag team titles with Wesley. Now, we haven't heard anything from Kimberly not since the the reports came in last year that she was being released by Impact Wrestling. Haven't heard anything. I last thing I did hear, she was dealing with mental illness. I don't know if that's the result of her marital domestic abuse has been taking place. But however, if that it is, then it would explain a whole lot. Uh, I saw the photos, kind of a little disturbing. I know some of you who don't like domestic violence probably saying that piece of shit Nash Carter will be fired. You know, I would agree. You know, that's how it is, you know, and of course his reputation will probably not go nowhere due to, I mean, we've seen this before, not to mention with the speaking out movement, that sort of thing. But I think the real question does remain, like, uh, there's certain questions that remain. Uh, one of them was, will WWE take action? Well, it turns out they did. Uh, Fightful Select did report this, that he that he, he's being released, but they haven't yet to... <coughs> make an official statement about it and of course there is a few questions that uh, a lot of few things that hasn't been announced well uh has nash carter hasn't even made an official statement whether these allegations against him are true or not or is he going to deny them none of that has been appearing but there is also another matter with wesley his tag team partner who is one half of the msk and tag team champions I don't know exactly where his position is now because if Nash Carter is going to be released, that is one thing we haven't gotten determined yet due to the fact that, you know, if he's going to stay or is he going to ask for his immediate release? I don't know. That is still unclear. Now, the reason I say this is because both Wesley and Nash Carter were part of Impact Wrestling as Dez and Wentz as part of the Rascal with the Rascals along with, of course, uh, Trey Miguel. But it's still unclear whether what's going to happen. We don't know if once Nash Carter's release, 
if he's going to be working with any other promotion or they will just stay away from that is still unclear or not. But all we can do is find out what's going to happen then. I will p put a pin on this one and see where it takes us, you know. But um, I know there's been people on social media that say they don't know if they can believe Kimberly. We don't know. I mean, it's an open question about it. But um, I don't blame WWE for releasing them. You know how it is with this type of thing. Well, it happened. So, like I said, I'll keep track of this and we'll keep moving forward from it. Now... Let's talk about WrestleMania with one particular thing that many people have talked about. And I know for all you fucking WWE loyalists out there, you probably are now saying, ha, 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 F you, AEW, F you. That's what you guys are doing right now. Trust me. I know how you think. You think you won. You think everything is in. Well, guess what? New flash dipshit. That doesn't happen. You know why it doesn't happen? Because you don't think of the business-wise how it works. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, let's talk about Cody Rhodes. Now, you may have heard what happened. Cody Rhodes officially left AEW. I know it's a bit of surprise by many fans that he made this move. Now, the initial story came out when Cody was actually not renewing his contract or hasn't renewed a contract with AEW was the fact that Cody Rhodes says that um, guys like um, Brian Danielson and CM Punk are getting more money than him. So the actual story was that he was that he wanted more money. Now I don't know if that's hundred percent true, but you have to think about you know you look at guys like CM Punk and Brian Danielson; those guys are big deals, maybe probably more bigger deal than Cody Rhodes. However. There are still more things that we can talk about. Now, there are those recently they're saying, was there a problem with Cody and AEW? I mean, rumors were surfacing that there has been. There are those that Cody felt that he lost power because he was the EVP. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been thrown around over this, you know. I mean, look, I'm not going to say there's been problems. AEW has been mostly... <coughs> toxic free unlike WWE that we know it's always toxic all the time now I'm not putting it out there that's saying you know the, the AW is better I'm just saying that's what's been going on of, of late when it came to this now to me it's still unclear why but Cody in the press conference during after his Wrestlemania match he never talked anything negative about AW or guys like Kenny or the Bucks or Hangman or whoever they've been working for ever took place. However, um, there's if you guys noticed that, how do I say, Cody showed up as AEW Cody. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. Some of you probably are saying, why would WWE allow this to happen? Let's talk about it. Now, you know how it is when it comes to WWE. They're trying to ensure they don't mention things from the past. Basically, when you were, let's like let's remember um, uh, John Moxley, when he was known as uh, Dean Ambrose, they had to change his name. So basically, that's one of the things that's been going around. Some people thought that, you know, okay, maybe he will 
uh, go back at Stardust. I mean, that's one of the things that been talked about. I highly doubt that was going to happen. But um, I don't know. To me, I feel like they wanted to do something different. Now, there's uh, a friend of mine who has so inside sources coming in from WWE. He's the middleman from sharing this information. Mentioned this on social media that there's been two uh, figures within WWE that said they wanted Cody to present himself as the AEW Cody. Now, that to me is kind of strange. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince or Nick Khan thought that it was a bad idea. But however, think about it. Why would they present this Cody instead of the Cody they had in the past? Well, we all know this Cody, the AEW Cody that we've seen, will knock it out of the park. There is no denying that. I'm not denying that. I'm not trying to criticize. There's a point to this. You know how WWE is. You have to knock it out of the park. If that's the case, what they were doing, believing that Cody has to remain as AEW presentation, then it has to be that way. We cannot change it because people will lose interest in coming to see a WWE or invest in watching their shows. That kind of puts it in that perspective. Now, if WWE thought it was a smart move, I give them credit for that. But, you know, I, ha I hate... I, the thing is this, guys. Look, we can say all we want that Cody might have gone back to the dark side, but think about it. It's just a business move. For all you WWE loyalists out there, just shut the hell up and stop thinking about who won this. It's not over. AEW's not going nowhere. They're doing fine without Cody. So you guys are dumb. It was a business move that Cody made. Even Jericho mentioned this. It was a business move, and he's the first AEW star to cross over to WWE. Think about it. Who knows who could be? I mean, it could be MJF next, but we may never know. But that's how it rolls out. So stop complaining about it. You know, stop bitching and trying to say things that you think is taking place. Now, last time I talked about Sudi in, from Stardom, she officially left Donna DeMondo, a.k.a. DDM, to form her own faction, along with Ima Ami Mira Miura, who now goes by Ami Soden, uh, Sairoi. So basically, they're, they're, this is what happened. Let's talk about the recent developments regarding of that with stardom. As you may have heard on April 3rd, stardom has begun the commencement of the Cinderella tournament. Now, for those who don't know what the Cinderella tournament, I'll explain it to you that way you guys won't hurt yourselves. There's two type of tournaments that uh, there's many type of, but the ones with singles competition, there's only two of them. There's like the Goddess Tagli that's later on. However, this one is more important. The um, the Cinderella tournament is an elimination match. If you lose a match, you're out. So there's only the ways to win this match is, of course, uh, by pinfall, submission, or over the top rope. However, here's the twist. If the competitor reached their time limit draw, they're officially out. So basically, they can't advance or they, they were limited uh, at the same time, they're out too. So that kind of throws in. But the Cinderella tournament, it's all about whoever wins will get one wish. It could be anything. Last year, we had Sayakami Tani, 
who won, uh, of course, the Cinderella tournament. Her wish was to win the Wonder of Stardom championship, aka the white belt, which at the time, her her former t mentor, Tam Nakano, in fact, held that title. And she finally won that title this past December at Dreams Queensdom. Uh, she already had a couple of competitors, such as Natsupoi, uh, Tam, Utami, and right now she gets Micah. But that's not important right now. Right now, the important thing that took place was at the end of the first of the opening round, which was with Sudi. Now, Sudi's match was against her own um, teammate, Ami Soda, uh, Saudi. Basically, was in a challenge match. I have to say that was a good match between those two. I was impressed by it. However, Sudi won the match and advances to the next round. So, the real question does remain with Sudi with her new faction. What is the name going to be called? Well, she finally uh, revealed it. It's going to call God's Eye. I mean, it's pretty catchy. But that's not the development that took place out of that. This is the most shocking thing. I mentioned this before previously on the last episode on the podcast that I predict someone from DDM was going to leave, leave the faction and join Sudi. My prediction was it was going to be Micah. But I can f admit to everyone, I can say I was wrong to everyone, it wasn't Micah. She was the one person I did not expect, but the person who decided to leave DDM and join God's Eye was Mirai. Now, if you guys remember, Mirai was one of the two girls that Julia brought into stardom this uh, early this year when they made their official matches against the Cosmic Angels. But it was very weird that Mirai made this choice this quickly. She joined uh, DDM this past January, and all of a sudden she made this decision all the way this now to make the jump shift to God's Eye. I'm like, whoa, that is insane. But during the post-match comment interview that took place in backstage, Julia went to confront Mirai for her treachery, for what she did. However, um, Sayori and Sudi were right there watching, make, keeping an eye on her. However, you can tell by Mirai's eyes, like she knows what she did, but this is something she wanted to do. But the one person that felt affected over this decision to leave was my Sakurai. She broke down to tears. Now... This is the most interesting that took place because of this. Now, let's talk about my Sakurai a little bit. If you guys remember who she was, I'll explain it. My Sakurai last year was the new girl in stardom. Uh, her first match was against Unagi Sayaka of the Cosmic Angels. My Sakurai joined at requested to join the Cosmic Angels. At first, Unagi was a bit miffed to join. However, Tam Nakano. Want, uh, was like, okay, I want to expand the Cosmic Angels. And she did that. Unfortunately, things were had uh, made some changes along the way, starting from the Kawasaki Super Wars. If you remember, my Sakurai was attacked by a silhouette mask assailant, and then later again on the Tokyo Super Wars, then the Osaka Super Wars, and at the year, uh, year end climax, that's when it was revealed it was Julia. Julia 
was more interested in recruiting my Sakurai, believing that she's better off joining DDM and leaving Cosmic Angels. And when that happened, the one person that was affected by this the, by this betrayal was Waka. Waka cried. She wanted to get even with my Sakurai for her betrayal and all of this. However, there are people, especially the fan base, who are saying, finally, justice has been made for Waka. Because what took place this past Sunday, my Sakurai broke down into tears for what Mirai did. Some people are saying, you got what you deserve. You got headed coming. Justice for Waka. But the one person who's taking great pleasure in this whole thing right now is Lady C. Now, if you guys remember Lady C, let's talk about her just a little bit. Over a year, Lady C was the only person in stardom that hasn't joined any faction. Now, she has seen up with people from Cosmic Angels to Stars to uh, DDM and rare occasions, Queen's Quest. So it was still unclear who she was going to sign. Now, there were speculations about Lady C that she was going to join, that they might put her with the Cosmic Angels. But, however, there were those who are saying that she's probably better off with DDM. But what changed about that, what she, she looked more like she was interested in joining DDM, changed her mind. Now, some of you are probably going, what changed her mind to go with the uh, Queen's Quest. Well, the one of them was the attack on the um, Osaka Super Wars. If you remember, there was a three-on-one match that uh, she was involved with, with both Waka and Masakurai, and they were attacked by the two silhouette assailants, and that was the reason. So, Lady C took offense to what Julia did, finding out it was Julia who did this, that she was the cause of it, and Lady C made the choice at the award ceremony at the start of this year to join up with Queen's Quest. Now, I know some fans were saying that I think that was the dumb move, but I have to say she has doing great work with Queen's Quest. They have won a, a certain matches, and I have to say there's this. But however, the story behind what's been going on, when my Sakurai broke down into tears over, um, how do I say, Mirai's defection to God's Eye, Lady C took exception to it and started saying, you got what you deserve. Basically criticizing my Sakurai, saying, now you felt, Sakurai, what's it like for what you did to Waka? You know? Now, my Sakurai is saying that what happened to Waka is irrelevant. No, 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 it's not irrelevant. So they're saying, you know, that, you know, all this and that. So Lady C may begin a feud with Sakurai because of this. I think Lady C is questioning. How can you side with someone who attacked us? So it, it, it makes perfect sense about this story. You were attacked too. I was too. So was Waka. And now you want to act like everything's okay? But, you know, the reason this is happening, it as you know, ironically... Sakurai and was entered her first match in the Cinderella tournament, but her opponent was none other than Lady C. I'm sure Lady C wanted to kick her ass for siding with DDM for what they did to her. So basically, we could see a feud between them. I'm not sure, but.
But I would love to see that feud because both of them are gunning for the future of Stardom Belt. Because right now, I believe there is one person that hasn't challenged that belt yet that's currently held by Hana, and that is Waka. But this thing with Lady C and Masukurai is kind of interesting. So basically, we don't know how Masukurai is going to be affected. Now, she is determined to be stronger, but the real question is, can she stay focused in her matches upcoming? Because her next opponent in the Cinderella tournament is none other than uh, Sayaida of Stars. Now, I do predict that maybe Sayaida could defeat uh, Mirai in the se in the second round, and she'll be eliminated. And of course, the one person who's going to be making fun of it will be Lady C. That's what I predict on that. Hopefully, if that's the case, then boom, it's going to be just like that. Because the thing is, she's the new girl. She, they can't just have her jump into the into the Cinderella tournament. I already did had one prediction, one of the few predictions, but that one went out the window for me. But yeah. So, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just intrigued with this whole thing with Sakurai and, and Lady C, how they're, it's all over Twitter, you know? People are talking about it. Even I saw this on their Twitters, how Sakurai took offense with Lady C, talking shit about her, how she was crying over my uh, Mirai. You know, but like I said, you know, people are saying she got what she deserves. You made Waka cry. Now it's your turn. You know how it feels. But I yet to hear from Waka or the rest of Cosmic Angels how they feel. However, Unagi was brought into the conversation by Sakurai. And of course, Unagi took offense to that. So if I was Cosmic Angels, I'll be laughing my butt off, you know, knowing you got what you coming. So, so that's pretty much what takes place. So, and also, let's talk about another thing that took place during the weekend. We're talking about the return of the Ring of Honor uh, Supercard of Honor. There was a lot of shit that took place on that one, let's, as you know it. I was, like, surprised to hear what took place. Like, okay, we had the championship belt, several grudges. We have brand new pure champion, brand new attack team champions. But the one great news that took place was the arrival of the Samoan bulldozer. I'm talking about Samoa Joe. There were those that might have speculated that, of course, Samoa Joe could be heading to AEW. But it's now been official that, uh, <coughs> of course, that he's now officially with AEW. But he'll be working with both Ring of Honor all this now how did this happen with ring of honor how did it he made his appearance well this is what happened during his during after the match between jonathan gresham and bandito jonathan gresham became the undisputed ring of honor world champion what happened is jay leto decides to criticize to talk about this not give him credit because of what jay leto did and of course, um, uh, Gresham was not a happy camper with him with his recent behavior. So when he thought he had everything under his power, someone from his past reappeared, and that is Samoa Joe. So it's great to see Joe. I did not expect it, but it's already been foretold now. If you guys are watching AEW Dynamite, Joe will be participating in AEW as in the qualifying matches for the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. 
and I want to be a mid. I think he's one of the few wrestlers that I think he could win this tournament. Don't ask me why, but we'll see about that. I'm just, whew. so, but he wasn't the only one right now that uh, officially signed with AEW, and there was one other person, and that is Wheeler Yuta as well. Wheeler Yuta is now All Elite. It happened right after he won the, um, how do I say, the Pure Championship against um, Josh Woods. And I thought it was great that, you know, him doing that. But uh, also we saw Brian Cage appear. Now he's aligned himself with Tully Blanchard as part of the Tully Blanchard Enterprises along with the Gates of Agony, a, a new tag team consistent of Khan and um, Teo Leona. So I'm, like, surprised. I'm happy with a lot of things that took place with Ring of Honor. It's still unclear when will Ring of Honor will be uh, having their first televised. I'm sure Tony Khan is working on it. But I have to say it was a good, successful show with the Supercard of Honor. I'm very happy with everything that took place on that. Um, but to fair, be fair with everyone this past weekend, I did not see... Um, how to say... I did not see WrestleMania because I was catching up with the other things, with the collective and all this other stuff. So I apologize. But the only thing that I had to get out of the way was Cody Rhodes because I was surprised that they actually allowed him to come back as the AEW Cody presentation that we know. So I think that's pretty much it, what we got for everyone. hope everybody enjoys this episode. Uh, there will be more to come. Uh, stay tuned for more stuff. If you guys have me on YouTube, you can check out uh, Deleted WrestleZone. Uh, I just will be uploading a new episode this past this uh, on Thursday in the morning with episode uh, six fifty seven that will feature, of course, uh, Lucha Libre AAA with Invades WrestleCon, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, with Lone Star Shootout, and of course, two matches involving with the Collective from GCW, which is Joy Janela Spring Break Six Part Two, and of course Effie's big gay brunch and of course aw dynamite so if you guys don't have me on youtube go check it out tell your friends you can catch me right there as much as possible so for now i'll see you guys on the next episode so i must bid all of you adieu so goodbye and have a nice day bang